0: What do you think some of the signs of the bottom in in private tech will be? Because to your point, if you're seeing some of the leadership, the stripes, take these big hits, there's got to be some devastation to happen under much smaller names that are out there at big
1: valuations. I think when limited partners really become disciplined about keeping people honest about distributions, Because in a moment like this, when your asset allocation goes upside down, the most important thing are who can generate DPI? Who actually gets money back into your pocket? Forget paper markups, because they're kind of not really worth the paper that they're printed on. Where are the distributions so that my my actual assets can be more right-sized? They are the ones that I think start this trend of bottoming. Because what will happen is you'll go to the organizations that have had the most consistent TVPIs with the most inconsistent DPIs and say, I can't work with you anymore, because this is now just money bad. And when those folks leave the market, those companies now become more prone to get repriced accurately, because that set of GPs will say, I need to return money. Mm -hmm. And that's where guys like us can step in with clean balance sheets and lots of money to go and say, okay, let's go and reprice these. I honestly think that's like three years away. I thought it was going to be three quarters away. You know, at first, when we were thinking about like how much capital are we really going to be allocating over this next period, we cut it by two thirds. Mm because we just didn't see the opportunities in the late stage anymore.
0: But you're excited about some stuff. You tweeted this the other day, um, the two most important drivers of the next decade, the marginal cost of energy and the marginal cost of compute will both go to zero, and you said over the next decade. So this is at early stage. You're looking for opportunities to invest in and around these themes. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: These are multi-trillion dollar shifts in how the information economy, and, and as a result, the economy itself is going to work. You know, right now, today, you can generate, using solar and wind, energy that's effectively approaching zero, Mm -hmm. and it's cheaper than that gas, and it's not just at the residential level, but it's also at the baseload power generation level, and so as a totality, you have the ability for 100 million U.S. homeowners to effectively displace 1,700 utilities and all of that monopolistic behavior and regulatory capture. And so if all of a sudden you have free abundant energy that you can collect from the sky and store in your garage and direct anywhere you want, you all of a sudden have the ability to solve problems via brute force that before you couldn't because they were boundaries of energy. Separately, we have found a way to transition away Moore's law away from CPUs into these application-specific chipsets now that operate in a realm of machine learning and AI. And the cost of that is effectively going to zero, because these reference designs now are so well understood. The software is so powerful now. And when you multiply these two things together, if you wanted to brute force, reverse engineer every single theoretical protein that binds to every other protein in your body, what was a multi-billion dollar compute and energy problem is now effectively, A few tens of millions of dollars. If you actually wanted an infrastructure that could actually detect in real time how to give true autonomous self driving, make extremely complicated decisions, and stop on a dime, those were compute problems that you can now basically make render costless. And so when those two things come together, it's one of these really transformational moments in our society where you can go after some very big problems that we didn't think were tractable before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited about that intersection and finding companies that play on those themes.